Welcome to the Wellness Alchemy Podcast. This is a space where I hope to share inspiration and conversation around three of my favorite topics, health, truth, and adventure. I'm your host, Janelle. I'm a naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist, and the owner of Seeds of Health. I've got a huge passion for fasting, for the metaphysics of disease, and for the alchemical process of wellness, trusting your body's intelligence. So welcome to episode three. This week on the podcast, I'm inviting Nicole Gibson, who's the owner of Heavenly Cacao, on to discuss not only the delicious creations that she makes within her brand, but also the nutrition that can be found in whole food raw chocolate, as well as the ethics behind the chocolate industry. So let's dive in. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Thank you for joining me with my warm cup of cacao this morning to talk all things chocolate. Can you start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about why you dived into the world of chocolate? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, my name's Nicole. My, my company's called Heavenly Cacao. I make um, artisan raw chocolates. Um, we use uh, stone ground raw cacao and crystallised maple syrup form the basis of the chocolate we make. And then um, the fillings just consist of whole plant foods. So if it's not actually a whole food, it doesn't make it in. So we're dairy-free, chemical-free, additive-free. Um, the reason I primarily got into chocolate making was because I got really sick. I had cancer about uh, 10 years ago now and um, I cleaned up my diet. Obviously after I had that cancer, it just set off a chain of, I don't know what you call it, <laughs> shock bombs in my brain going, what the hell causes cancer? So I started on that journey to find out. And very quickly when you do a Dr. Google search, there's a, a lot of chemicals that we have in our diet today that are linked to cancer and also our style of eating is linked to cancer as well. High sugar, high chemical additives, those sorts of things. So I thought, well, I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to get healthy, which I proceeded to do that. So I got all the chemical additives. I got the, you know, refined, highly refined sugars, the white sugars, all that sort of thing out of my diet, up my fruit and vegetable intake. Uh, dramatically because previously I'd had what would be considered a standard Australian diet you know white bread um, you know meat and three veg style of diet you know your chips your takeaway food that sort of thing um, and then I started to feel amazing after a little while of being on this diet however one thing I couldn't quit was my chocolate that I would go and get from the supermarket which I absolutely loved but now that my body was so clean and I was feeling so good I, every time I actually had a piece of chocolate, I would feel sick. And sometimes it would trigger illnesses in me just from high sugar content, the artificial flavors, colors, additives that they, they do put in commercial chocolate these days. So I thought, what am I going to do? Am I going to quit chocolate forever? Well, that, that just wasn't a possibility for me because I love it too much. Uh, so I started looking at other options. And about that time, people were starting to, to get into raw cacao um, and teaching teaching people how to make it at home. So I, I looked at, went down that path and it just grew from there. Mm, awesome. What a personal journey. Um, so we're definitely going to dive into all of the nutritional and ethical elements of the chocolate industry and the, the type of chocolate that we um, share our knowledge about. But I wanted to um, firstly 
dive into the spiritual benefits of cacao because I find this really fascinating. So together over the years while we've run raw chocolate workshops, um, we've had a friendship alongside that as well and we've discussed and discovered all the spiritual benefits of cacao. So can you share some of your knowledge about the spiritual aspect of cacao and how ancient cultures have used it? Yeah, sure. So cacao was discovered about 3,000 years ago by the Olmecs and their mythology believed it was given to them by the gods. So hence cacao is called food of the gods. And if you look back at the culture, um, the cultures, the, the Olmecs passed it on to the Mayans and the Mayans passed it on to the Aztecs. Um, throughout those three civilizations, their culture actually revolved around the cacao bean. They used it for weddings. They used it for births. They used it for initiations, for journeying. Um, the shamans used it. So if people were ill, the shamans would hold um, healing ceremonies. Um, I think today a lot of people uh, have run cacao ceremonies and that sort of thing to, to touch into the healing benefits um, as well, actually, even over in um, South America today, you can go and shamans still use cacao and hold ceremonies to heal particular emotional, spiritual and physical ailments uh, for people. So um, if we look at a lot of the healers in today's society, so if you, if you look at your um, people who do Reiki, um, uh, people, you know, light workers, any energy workers, body workers, they all say, or, or quite a lot of them say, chocolate on a on a energetic level, it actually opens the heart chakra. So the idea behind cacao and chocolate is to actually get us back in touch with who we are and our hearts, and um, you know who who we're truly meant to be. And the ancients knew this as well. There's a lot of mythology around. Um, you know, using cacao to journey, to discover who you are and to grow as a person. Mm, beautiful. Okay. So um, I know that your brand Heavenly Cacao has a really strong thread of ethics and quality, which I love about your brand. Um, I also know there's a, a um, big thread of kindness, which I feel ties beautifully into that heart chakra element of cacao and I guess it's um, energetic purpose. So can you shed a little bit of light or explain to the listeners about your um, ethical brand or the ethics behind your brand and what sets you apart from other chocolate brands? Well, look, I mean, for me, I just want to look at the state of the world and everybody's, you know, not feeling so great. And then if we, if we follow the the corporate chains and the money chains, it's usually people are suffering because money is being made somewhere. And if you're a vulnerable, um, if you're a vulnerable population, you seem to wear the brunt of that. So a classic example is what a lot of people don't know is that 80% of the world's chocolate comes from Africa and um, they have the use of child slaves over there. So, um, there's a lot of slavery and human trafficking in the farming of um, chocolate in Africa. So that was step one for me is that I made the decision that I, I just couldn't 
sleep at night knowing my business was off the back of some child that's, you know, been stolen from their family, is forced to work in the fields. The, the, the pictures are really horrible. These kids have got gaping wounds. They're, they're skinny as. Um, but then, you know, you look at the farmers, they're not getting paid much either. So they get less than $2 US a day. They can barely feed their own families, let alone feed their workforce. So, you know, it, yeah. And like I said, I just couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night knowing that, that I was partaking in that kind of cruelty. Uh, so I made the decision straight away that it had to be kind. Um, you know, what I did had to be kind on all levels. So kind to people, as in everyone in the supply chain is is uh, paid fairly and looked after. Uh, then it had to be kind to you. So, you know, as in kind to your body. So we would just use nourishing ingredients. We cut out all the all the artificial chemicals, additives. Um, we don't use any dairy, no gluten. Um, so we wanted it to be a whole food experience that was nourishing for you as well. Um, and then kind to the planet. So we're into, like I used uh, sustainable, uh, environmentally friendly and sustainable practices. I've got a commitment to plastic free packaging. We've sourced this most amazing, completely uh, compostable. It, it, uh, pa packaging it self degrades. Sorry, I get really excited when I talk about this packaging because it's awesome. just amazing. Yeah. It's um, it yeah, it it biodegrades. It could it could flow into the street. Uh, you could you know it could blow away down the street, and as soon as it comes in contact with the environment, it starts to combust or uh, combust compost on its own. So, um, just really wanted to make sure whatever we were doing was just for the greater good and took into account all factors really. Mm. Good on you. That's a huge, um, that's a lot of effort that goes into that, but it's such a core value of yours and you've followed through with it on so many levels. So it's definitely a whole food experience. I can, um, I can second that. I, um, I would love to dive into the, the nutrition actually. So um, we've been running workshops raw chocolate workshops and whole food chocolate workshops since 2013 together. And um, we've talked a lot to women in particular about removing the guilt from chocolate because whole food chocolate has such a nutritious value. So can you share a little bit about the nutritional benefits of chocolate and um, what people can actually um, gain from eating chocolate, strangely enough? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if we take it right back to what chocolate is, it's a plant. It's a fruit. It just like an apple, just like an orange, just like a, you know, or you know, your veggies, your beans because they're technically they're legumes as well. Um they offer a massive massive amount of nutrition. So what we're eating today from the shops is actually not chocolate and actually i didn't even know chocolate was a plant <laughs> growing up to be honest with you um because it just presents to us nothing like it it's full of sugar it's full of chemical additives um and it's full of dairy as well so uh but when you strip it back and you go right back to the natural form it is a fruit and and just like any other fruit or vegetable, it is full of nutrition. In fact, cacao is said to be one of the most nutritious foods on the planet. So we've got um, 
iron, copper, zinc, uh, vitamin C, magnesium. We've got all these massive nutrients in there. Um, it's really possible to eat something, eat chocolate and still have it be nutritious for you as well as being delicious. It's just all how you use the product or how you use the, the fruit. Um, and in fact, um, the medicinal uses of chocolate date back to the 15, well, obviously the ancient cultures knew about the medicinal uses, but, you know, the early pharmacological, uh, early modern medicine pharm pharmacological, if I can get that word out, books, um, actually have over 300 medicinal uses recorded and referenced in there um, as to how amazing cacao is for you. So uh, particularly in the Spanish, because uh, the Spanish... Um, were the next to use cacao after the ancients. So we've got, you know, um, medical texts, Spanish medical texts that say it reduces an angina, asthma, um, says even it reduces cancer, it has a calming effect, it improves energy, it reduces fevers. There's just so many um, illnesses cacao's been contributed to. And then you look at the chemical composition and see how high in nutrition it is. Um, and the other effects that it has. So it obviously, you know, st uh, stimulates tryptophan and uh, the serotonin responses. Um, it, it's got um, dopamine in it, another feel-good chemical. Um, so you can see why, you can start to see why when you, when you look at the components of, of the plant, why it is actually so good for you. Mm, it's beautiful. And I would just emphasize that um, when it's packaged up in a processed form, you're getting, which you've already touched on, but you're getting the dairy, the wheat, the preservatives, the additives, the, the um, elements that inflame the body with the cacao bean. So that's obviously not nourishing you, but there's still cacao in that. It's just that the body can't receive it because it's clouded by all this toxicity. But when it's packaged in such a beautiful way, like you do within your brand, the body can actually, um, the immune system doesn't respond and doesn't go into overdrive because it doesn't see anything in the, in the food as a foreign element so or a foreign entity. So the body can actually... Um, you know, the immune system isn't fired and the body can actually receive the nutrition. So just as you said, it's how it's packaged. And also, you know, it, like you said there, your body can receive it. It doesn't get triggered. But it also, when you're reading it in the natural state, you're not going to get into this binge cycle because um, obviously we're talking about guilt as well and, and particularly guilt women feel. Um, I remember I first knew I had a problem with commercial chocolate when I went to my local supermarket, which is just an eight-minute drive from where I am. I thought I'd buy a block of Cadbury's. Um, and I had the whole thing eaten by the time I got home. And that was just an eight minute drive from going to want one little tiny piece, mm. um, you know. Because and, it's nutrient dense, right? Well, well, you know, if you're eating chocolate in its natural state, it's nutrient dense. But when it's loaded Sorry, with Sorry, that's what sugar, I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is nutrient dense. So your body knows when to cut off. Your body knows when to go, oh, I'm satisfied now. You've given me uh, the, the craving. You've satisfied the craving. Uh, you've supplied me with nutrition. I can actually recognize that I'm full now. And in actual fact, chocolate in its normal form is an appetite suppressant. So we shouldn't be binging on it or we shouldn't be triggered to binge on it. However, 
a lot of what you're getting from the supermarket today is highly processed to actually cause you to binge, which is, you know, that's a whole other level of, you know, trauma in itself. Because the amount of women that I have known over the years, the guilt that they put themselves through when they do go on these binges, actually not realizing it's not their fault. They're not a greedy person or not lacking within themselves. It's just that particular food has been designed to to um, make you want to eat more. Mm. I'd love you to touch on the bliss point because I know in our workshops you dive into this and and how um, you know the the receiver of the the commercial chocolate. Um, well, I'll, I'll let you dive into it. Actually, can you explain the bliss point? So a lot of um, your uh, corporate or multinational food conglomerates employ what are called food scientists um, to determine what the bliss point is for you. And the bliss point is the perfect ratio of salt, fat and sweetness within a food where your taste buds will override your brain. So you might buy a piece of food going, I, um, I'm only going to have this much, but then all of a sudden it tastes so good and you just want more and more and more. That's the bliss point being triggered. That's that food that's been uh, chemically formulated by food scientists to trigger the bliss point. So you do binge and you do overindulge in it. And that doesn't matter whether it's chocolate or chips or, or biscuits. That's, that's what um, you're getting when you're eating a, a lot of highly processed commercial food these days. Mm, and it's often that that perfect mix in their eyes of fat, salt, and sugar. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay. So um, you've got a really fun element of your business where you make uh, whole food bars. Could you explain to the listeners what got you into that and um, what you create, what your, what your current bars and your current creations are? Oh, okay, sure. So I've got, um, basically, you know, I, I just loved chocolate so much and I just wanted to recreate the flavors that I love. So I, I love a good peanut and caramel nougat bar. I love it. So I looked at what whole food ingredients were available to me that I could replicate those flavors with. And I, I proceeded to, um, figure out, how to use the ingredients, how to use whole food ingredients to replicate those flavors. Some of the recipes took me years. Um, so I've got a beautiful peanut caramel and nougat bar all made from whole foods. So you actually, um, you know, you feel nourished after you've eaten one of my chocolates. You don't get that high and you don't get that crash. You just feel good. Um, a coconut uh, coconut and chocolate, cherry and chocolate. Um, that was another one of my favorites. I absolutely used to love honeycomb coated chocolate. But once again, if you look at the back of the, a lot of the commercial varieties, they're full of chemicals, um, you know, full of highly refined sugars. Um, and there's actually really not much chocolate in there, to be honest. Um, another one of my favorites is, um, I love a good chocolate coated Turkish delight. So I love that burst of raspberry flavor. I love the intensity of the rose and then the gel, the chewiness of the jelly. And when you just wrap it in chocolate, yum. Mm. However, once again, you know, wanting to keep my diet clean. If you look at, if you look at a lot of what's out there today, it is artificially flavored. Um, and you know, some not, not so great, uh, gelling ingredients are used in there as well. So I stripped that right back. So instead of artificial raspberry flavoring, 
We use real raspberries and my little secret is pairing that with uh, cherries to create the jelly. Um, all, all I use for the to flavor it with roses, a lot of the artificial rose flavoring, I'll just actually put rose petals in there, real food grade. Well, you can eat rose petals. Um, so we just put rose petals in there. Mm. Um, to get the beautiful rose flavoring um and the for the gel um it's i for, to get that nice chewy gel i just use a combination of agar agar which is an amazing tasteless odorous odorless uh japanese seaweed um that's yeah got fantastic gelling properties and i combine that with a an organic non non-gm cornstarch to to replicate basically the, the the texture that we all know and love Oh my gosh, it's 7.55 in the morning and I want a Turkish delight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I might just pop over to my chocolate cabinet and get one out, shall I? <laughs> um, <geez. laughs> yeah. So, so people can um, purchase your whole food bars at various health food stores in Cairns and you also ship Australia-wide. Um, I do, yes. And you've got a chocolate workshop coming up this Saturday at the Botanic Garden. So if you're listening and you live in Cairns, um, that may be something you want to access. Um, but I also wanted to ask, you know, for the listeners, um, some things that they can take home from this um, wisdom of yours is definitely if they're choosing to buy chocolate from... Um, choosing to buy a, a store-bought chocolate, look for fair trade. Yes. Are there, and are there any other things to look for when they're purchasing a, a pre-made chocolate bar? Okay, so what you want to look for is, like you've just said, fair trade because the fair trade symbol actually ensures that the farmers are paid a premium so that they can afford to feed their families and their workers. Um, you also, uh, there are a lot of companies that, uh, small like myself that haven't gone down that getting the actually buying the physical certification yet we do use organic certified fair trade ingredients so if you've got a wonderful brand of chocolate that you really love but you care about the ethics just write to the company and ask them is this do you buy and use certified fair trade chocolate most people will be totally upfront with you and honest um, so you can do that or you can buy Australian made and or grown and made because Australia is actually one of the few countries in the world where chocolate can grow. And particularly up here uh, in Cairns and far north Queensland, this is the chocolate capital of Australia. It's the only place in Australia that chocolate does grow. So a lot of our Australian farmers, um, uh, former cane farmers, are converting over to chocolate uh, and growing chocolate here. So we've got a lot of chocolate. However... Um, you know, you can expect to pay anywhere from nine to fifteen dollars for eighty to one hundred grams of Australian chocolate. And the point I need to make here is, it's not our farmers being greedy; it's the fact that we live in a country that, thankfully, has fair work laws. So every person working that farm gets paid. Every every the farmer gets a, a fair wage for his himself and his family. Um, it's very easy to make a, a cheap mass-produced chocolate if there's a whole portion of your workforce that you're just refusing to pay um, because it you know, doesn't meet your corporate bottom line, hence why you know, there's so much 
uh, strife in, in the chocolate chain in Africa. Mm. Um, so I think that's, a, you know, that's the statement I, I need to make is that, you know, Australian farmers, they just, they're charging you what they need to cover their costs. They're passionate about what they're doing. Um, and, but more to the point, chocolate isn't so, chocolate in a highly commercial cheap form is not something you should be gorging on anyway. So you're going to spend the same amount of money binging on five blocks of chocolate that you buy because you think in your mind, Oh, it's, it's so cheap. I'm going to get it. Or you're going to buy one really good quality block of chocolate and that's going to last you the same amount of time because it's a whole food natural product that satiates you the way it should be. It triggers your body's mechanism to tell you when you've had enough. So you're getting a lovely chocolate fix, but you're not getting any guilt with it. So if we, we look at the economy of scale there, it's the same. And you're, you're being kind to yourself, you're being kind to people and you're being kind to the planet by choosing to, to go with a fair trade or Australian better quality chocolate. Mm. Mm. And then if individuals were wanting to create their own, they can access the ingredients from your website, which is yeah, au. And I just wanted to finish with um, bantering about the different ways that people can um, create chocolate. So obviously there's the chocolate workshop that you're running this Saturday um, where they learn to make um, different chocolates, but I guess at home, I, um, like to remind people, and I know you're the same, just so that people can get that nourishment into their bodies. If they don't have time to create, you know, different chocolates in different molds and things, um, making a hot cacao or making a chocolate bark is another way to, um, whip up that nutrition, right? Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Getting into chocolate at home is so easy and it's so simple. Get yourself the ingredients. You will have pretty much all the equipment you need at home to start making um, chocolate. Uh, I remember when I first started, I just got a couple of bowls from Kmart. It cost me 2 or $3 each. And then, you know, forks, I already owned those. And I didn't have any chocolate molds at the time, but I had some patty cake pans. Um, or uh, like you said about the chocolate box, just use one of your baking trays line it with baking paper, make your chocolate and then spread it out on and set it on that. And you can also top it with any other forms of nutrition you want to be getting into your body. Mm, like cashews and almonds, roasted almonds and goji berries and coconut and even blending essential oils through it. Like I love oh, pe yeah. peppermint chocolate. So a drop of peppermint, good quality peppermint essential oil with a dark chocolate is, is a winner for me. And <laughs> That bark is my go-to. I, I, I just love having something on hand. I tend to make you know, a, a, a um, reasonable batch and then just break it into shards of bark and stick it in a container and, and pop it in the freezer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so handy for those 3 p.m. chocolate cravings that you just, you know, you're reaching for that. You get satiated and you feel good about yourself on so many levels. Yeah, mm, yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. So um, there's also a whole bunch of free recipes on your website. So um, if this has sparked some interest for you to want to create as a listener, for, to want to create some chocolate at home today or over the weekend, definitely jump onto Nicole's website, heavenlycacao.com.au. Is there anything that you wanted to add before we wrap up, Nicole? Um. No, other than, yeah, you'd be, you seriously would be doing yourself a favour. And you know, if you did um, 
have a go at making chocolate on your own. Everybody, uh, we uh, growing up, we got taught how to bake cakes and cookies and all that, but the knowledge there for making chocolate at home, uh, nobody, nobody's taught that really. So, mm. um, and as far as I'm concerned, it's way easier to make a block of chocolate at home than it is to bake a cake. Well, it is for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How many batches have you made over the years? <laughs> oh, too many to count. <laughs> Find your skills, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful art to be able to create your own chocolate. And it's magical when you're standing there melting the chocolate or melting your chocolate ingredients and the beautiful flavours are wafting up and you see the beautiful glossy chocolate bar coming coming together um in your in front of your own hands like it's just yeah it's a, it's a really magical experience yeah and your bounty bars oh my gosh i i'm a i used to love bounty bars like the processed form it would take me to this dreamy tropical island but your bars i actually know that i'm nourishing my body <laughs> while going to that tropical island it's such an experience i just love your creations nicole so oh thank you for coming on to the um podcast with me and sharing your knowledge around the world of chocolate um and educating people on the ethics and things that they can um do to um make a positive impact in the world and yeah yeah place those ethical elements a little bit higher in their in their chain of priorities so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know what a massive chocolate nerd I am, Janelle. So anytime, <laughs> anytime you want to talk chocolate, I'm here. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Janelle. Thank you for tuning in to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode three. Please leave a review and, of course, subscribe to the podcast to help spread information and inspiration from the Seeds of Health corner of the globe. Until next time, bye for now.